Bart Miller, the offensive line coach for the Fighting Illini, has a track record of success that began when he became the offensive line coach for Brett Bilema at Wisconsin. After Wisconsin, he went on to be the offensive line coach and run game coordinator at Wyoming, where he was able to lead their offensive line unit to being one of the top collegiate offensive lines in the nation and being named to the Joe Moore Award honor roll. In his first year at Illinois, he's definitely making an impact on what they're doing up front. They're building their offense on the run game and they showed glimpses of greatness in 2021, which I'm sure we will see them improve upon in 2022. His offensive line paved the way for running back Chase Brown to be the Illinois 14th 1,000-yard rusher in program history, and they pulled off a ranked road win at number 7 Penn State and number 20 Minnesota. The season-defining win at Penn State was fueled by the offensive line, as Brown rushed for 223 yards, the most ever by an opponent at Beaver Stadium. These guys are very creative in what they do up front. They want to get vertical displacement. They've even put seven linemen in the game in what they call their barge package. So in this podcast, Coach Miller shares their standards and expectations, as well as going into how they develop their offensive linemen year-round. This is a short one from the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association Clinic, which is part of the State Association Mega Ticket. You can find the clinic at ihsfca.coachesclinic.com. If you purchase it there, you get access to all of the State Association clinics that are part of the Mega Ticket. I'll put the link to all of those clinics in the show notes. So here's Coach Miller on the standards and expectations for the Illini offensive line. The biggest thing that we talk about from an off-season standpoint, and even from a development standpoint, is our standards and expectations, right? The, the goal is to be the most physical line in the country, right? And to work to become the best overall offensive line unit in the country. So there's a standard of excellence there. It's more than, than a culture. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. A culture can be easily influenced. It's an ethos. It's a belief system. Really a work ethic that's held by each member uh, of our unit, uh, of our line, that gives us a competitive advantage, right? We, we talk about never being out of the fight. We talk about the preparation that goes into, into uh, what we do. We talk about embracing the hardship and playing a position that nobody else either has the physical ability to do or the desire to do, right? And it's something that other men won't do. That's where winners are, deep down, where no one else is willing to go. And, and we take a lot of pride in that mentality. And it's not just a recruiting pitch. It's not just a cliche. It is truly ingrained in who we are in the competitors that we are. You can't expect to play physical football. You can't expect to dominate people if you don't live in that world every day. And in today's really game, you're seeing that part of it taken away, taken away at practice, taken away, right? And, and just the demand that we place on our student athletes. And, and to us, and in our mindset, right, that's really a weakness. We train the body all year round. We prepare the body for the rigors of the game. And most teams aren't doing that. Most teams are taking the pads off. You know, we're increasing that aspect of it. Now, it doesn't have to be for three hours and grind them out. But, it, it, you know, things are short, but they're physical. And obviously, we've had some success being able to run the football, being able to, to compete and be more the, the more dominant team in the fourth quarter. So it is an expectation that's held by each member of the unit, and we take a lot of pride in that, right? There's, there's signs that hang in our meeting room. You can see some of those right there, and, and one of them 
is a quote that basically talks about that each man is much the same as another and he is best who's trained in the severest school. And basically what we're talking about there is just going through that process, right? Going through the hardship, training that not only from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, the accountability that that fosters, right? The trust that that fosters in our room and throughout the team, right? And so when we take the field, we literally say to those guys, that unit up front, turn it into inside drill. Turn the game into inside drill, the stuff we do every day. And I think that's a big part of the things that we're doing. One of the big things we talk about is just being able to train like offensive linemen, being able to, to live in the weight room, okay? And so everything we do with our physical development starts with strength and conditioning. It starts with our strength staff. And this, this topic, this clinic is not about weightlifting. It's not about our strength staff, but our strength and nutrition staff works very closely with us from that standpoint. And basically from an O-line perspective, our off-season is divided into specific training phases, right? So your winner's tr- phase is, is lifting, okay, with mat drills. And then there'll be some additional positional work that we'll go over. But the spring season really obviously transitions into spring football. You've got meetings, a little bit more mental development, a little bit more football-specific things where we start working on our protections. We start working on some of our run game installs, things like that, teach tapes and, and the like. And then obviously the practice and the training that continues through the spring. Then the summer is another eight-week cycle where they're in with our strength staff. But then they're also doing position-specific drill work. And then that final summer phase right before fall camp. And then, of course, fall camp where all our indie work and our, and our uh, actual football practice takes over. So the O-line, we train them together. They lift together. They run together. They do some of these different drill work things together. It's a way to develop not only their skills, but they're competing against one another. They're pushing each other. And by doing so, you're ensuring that the unit's always competing. It's always preparing and developing our bodies to really make our you know functionality as a unit elite on the field and cohesive on the field. And a lot of that takes place throughout the summer months and the training months, right? So each workday, we will supplement our lifting workouts with position-specific drill work. And basically what that really signifies okay what we're trying to get accomplished there really is on our heavy lower body days it's a pass pro emphasis and the pass pro drill work so late in the game when we're most fatigued is when we will most likely be in passing situations or if we are in passing situations right it's at the end of the game because we're in a two-minute drill or behind or something like that and we got to be able to protect when our legs are gassed so i want them to be able okay to be able to set be able to transition really combat an inside move you know, kick set off of, a, off of a game when they're fatigued in the lower half. On our upper body days is when I want us to be at our freshest and our most powerful doing everything in the run game, right? I want them to feel the, as powerful as they can coming off the football. I want them to feel that transfer of power from the floor through their hips into the block. They're exploding off the football. They're quick with their steps, et cetera. And so when their legs are at the freshest is when I want that happening. So that's really kind of the idea and the mindset behind how we're going to break that down. Each session in the off season is voluntary and it's player led, right? Creating some incredible values, leadership values, really with just accountability with each other, right? No one's missing. No one wants to be letting each other down, right? It's developing leadership within the unit. You kind of see guys rise to the top, right? Discipline. Okay. Peer critique, peer coaching, all those things. I think you can become much better at the skill set if you can teach it. Right. And so our older guys will work with some of our younger guys and so forth. Right. And then we're the only unit out there doing that most of the time. Right. So there's pride in doing something that no one else is doing. Then there's a cohesiveness within that unit trust 
like we talked about earlier, because you're going through hardship together. Okay. And then obviously that breeds trust in player to player. It breeds trust in coach to player and player to coach. And again, we're all in this thing together. We talk about that quite a bit in our unit. And it just really kind of fosters that idea of working to mastering your craft. Some of the run game fundamentals and the drill work that we're going to talk about tonight, we break everything down in a progression. As teachers, as educators, there's a teaching progression. I think there's a learning progression in any type of curriculum. Our curriculum just happens to be football. So everything we're doing in the run game and in the pass game, but in, in, in our fundamental drill work, all starts with a teaching progression. So we'll break down the elements of a block on the front side and back side of the zone game to coming out of a stance to getting our second step in the ground. We'll break out elements of, of the fit and drive, which is post snap. We've already made in contact. We've already made our engagement. And then really it's the fit and the drive off of that. Then we'll put it all together, right? Fit and reach is some of the same things. So we have this run block progression of all of our base blocks. Then usually what we'll do from there is that progression leads to our combinations. Everything we're doing up front stems from a heavy concentration on our double teams. Where can I get my double teams? Where can I get my combinations? In the zone game and in the gap scheme game, we are a zone team with man principles. So everything we do in our combos really stems off of our fundamentals and, and being able to get vertical push, vertical movement. The rest of the country is going laterally. We want to be able to change that line of scrimmage. Then we'll work into some auxiliary movements cut drills, pulls, things like that, that maybe aren't done every play, but we certainly have to be very good technicians with that. And then we'll always cross over with the D-line. So we'll do pods, what we call pods, what we call a line-eye drill. And there are things that you've probably seen or at least maybe be familiar with, but there's a little bit more advanced adaptation to today's game. It's not the old just Oklahoma drill where guys are going head on. Uh, there's much more practicality to it. We'll, we'll talk about that. You can see the drills that coach goes into as part of the replays on the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association Clinic. You can get that at ihsfca.coachesclinic.com. Over 70 speakers there. You're going to want to check that one out. It's part of the State Association Mega Ticket, which gives you access to 10 clinics, hundreds of talks over the course of clinic season. You can buy a standard pass, which will give you 30 days access or a premium pass, which, which will give you one-year access. Staff passes, group passes are available as well. I'll put all the links to those state associations in the show notes. Also, there will be a link to Coach Miller's podcast with us as part of the Home Team Series, which we did a few years back while he was at Wyoming. That's a great one for sure. Thanks again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Coach K. Grabowski, and follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com.